Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, people, let's do this. This is another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. I am your host, as usual, Coco. Um, I don't know how long this one's going to be today. We're on season three, episode 14. I should have done this episode last week, but uh, personal problems have gotten in the way. And again, I am trying to... I am trying to come to terms with a lot of things. Um, I've been sleeping heavily. I actually just got um, a weighted mask, um, a lavender essential oil diffuser, like a weighted um, eye mask. Like when you go to sleep and you put one of those eye masks on to keep the sun out and everything. So that's what I've been wearing to bed these past few nights, and it's been knocking me out. That That lavender essential oil really does kill you at the end of the night. Like I had a whole thing of chocolate milk. And I woke up and it still looked like there was at least half left. There's half left in the cup. And I woke up like, who shot me? <laughs> I woke up like, wait a minute. Is there a murder that happened here? But um, my body woke me up before my alarm today. So essentially I was going to record tomorrow before my therapy session. But today I decided to do it today because you guys deserve it on a Thursday like usual. Um, so I have decided there's a couple of things that I've decided. One is moving forward is that I have to fix myself in order to love anyone else. I have to love myself first. And I was having a lot of issues with that lately. There's been a lot of, um, cracks and crevices that need to be filled in, um, underneath the skin here. And, uh, I'm going to be working on that for a minute, so I need some time. And, uh, I've come up with a new, I've come up with a new terminology for things when, you know, when something is on the, on the edge of being emergent, it's going to be called the tampon pop. And here's why. So at work, so I was in such a rush one day, I woke up, I was on my period and I had a tampon in from last excuse me, in from last night and like from the night prior. And I think I'd woken up so late or I was so lazy and moving around and all this other stuff that I pretty much forgot to change it. And now you're not supposed to go more than six to eight hours with one in. And my break was two hours after my day started. So big issue. (laughs) So of course, I'm doing my thing on the phone and I realized that I hadn't changed it yet. So of course I'm like, um, what the hell happened with my morning that I would forget to do something as simple as change a tampon. So I'm like, yo, this thing is going to pop. I'm going to die. It's going to be a whole toxic shock syndrome thing. And 
Also, who comes up with these illnesses slash like or crimes of health against women? Like toxic shock syndrome is like a crime against women. It's like the craziest thing I've ever heard of as an illness to, you know, just ridiculous. Um, anything more crazy than that is toxic shock syndrome. Like, plus like with these organic tampons, they don't, they don't, they don't spread. So it's like you put it in and it's the same. It comes out the same. Like it doesn't hurt on the way out. It didn't spread to the width of your uterus. It's just chilling. <laughs> it just chills and you get to just relax for the whole day. But it's weird that that's how it is because I'm not used to that. I'm not used to it being just plain and simple. I'm used to everything being difficult. And I guess plain and simple scares me a little bit. So, um, so tampon pop is going to be the new thing when something is emergent. So like if I'm like, if I don't even know how I would use it yet, but that's the terminology I'm using. Guys, I apologize for the yawning. I'm still kind of laying down while I'm doing this because I'm so tired and I don't have work until 1130 and I'm dropping this so that this releases, um, same day. So I'm trying to do this for y'all. And, uh, also why the hell? Okay. So here's, here's what I heard these past few days. And I, I really want to know if he's actually funny or if they're just doing it because he bought time on the show to be on the show. So apparently Elon Musk is going to be on, um, Saturday night live. I think either this coming weekend or the next weekend. And I'm like, okay, why, 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 why do we have Elon Musk doing this? Is he actually funny? Or is he just like one of those people that buys airtime and friggin' just wants to go and promote everything Tesla? Like, I don't even want to watch it. I just want to know if he's actually funny because I can't understand. I can't understand why someone who doesn't look like they have a funny bone in their body would want to, um, why he would want, want to be on a show like that. And speaking of things having to do with Tesla, I've noticed that, you know, in the Target parking lot, the Tesla parking's in the back. I'm like, okay, so you want me to conserve energy and you also want me to walk a mile to get into Target. Like, what? What is happening? Okay. Mm, Hold on a second. Sorry, I got a text. Anyway, so um, I tried a new food in the past two weeks. It was cooked oysters. Never had them before. They were in some tapas place that I went to. It's actually really good. I've never had oysters before. I don't know that I'll do them raw. Um, I hear they're good raw, too, depending on where you get them from. But I don't know. I mean, cooked oysters were good. I, I hadn't expected it to taste how I expected how I hadn't expected it to taste how it did. That's what I'm going to say. So, uh, it was good. And then I had some seafood over the weekend, over this past weekend. It was pretty good too. Um, never had rock, rock crab before. That was good. Rock crab was delicious. Um, I'm trying to think of something because this hasn't, I haven't allowed myself enough time to process my grief. So that's essentially what I've been doing lately. Um, 
I know I already talked about this and I don't want to talk it to death, but you know, it just, it makes me feel a little, I'm, mm, I'm trying to think of like the proper terminology for it and I can't, but it has a lot to do with my friend Mike passing and I'm trying to figure out why it's affected me so deeply and there's nothing, there's no conclusion I've come to that's made me feel better, you know, like you just think of, you think of the person, you think of the last conversations you've had with them. And then you wonder why things turn out the way they do. Like, I guess when he was younger, he had an issue, he had a drug issue. And I didn't know that it resurfaced because we never actually talked or got together for me to know what was going on with him. So I think that's what really, uh, it's what really hit me is the fact that, you know, he, thought of me as a really good female friend to him and that I had been through everything with him and he relied on me a lot for things like I'd, I'd known him for like almost I like long like 10 years 10 years or more and there's a lot of things that I saw him go through like relationship wise um friendship wise like I was around for the death of his grandmother and there's just a lot of stuff and you know um I had always had his back. I'd always been there. And then, the like, you know, you feel like you drift away from people and you feel like that's normal. And then you, like, legit just go and innocently try and wish someone a happy birthday and you find out that they've been dead for a month. And it's like, what? And I just don't know. I just, I feel bad because I feel like I should have, I should have had the opportunity or I should have made time to spend with that person. And everybody's been telling me that they're, it's not your fault or anything like that. You didn't kill him, whatever. It's just, you know, it just seems to me that I feel like I could have done more. And that's it. It's not a guilt thing. It's, I feel like I could have done more or I should have done more. But you always think you have like more time with someone and then it's just gone. In the blink of an eye, it's gone. And, um, I think it's, it's really important to, to, I guess, spend those time, spend that time with those people. Um, I never knew he was a high risk person and by high risk, I meant like, you know, suicide or whatever. Um, which he, it probably wasn't, but it's, it feels like it is it's because subconsciously when you do something like that, you're making a choice and it didn't end well, obviously, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is the best way for me to get past this. And someone told me that I should go visit his grave. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> I'm in Florida now, so it's a bit of a hike to just go visit a grave. Like, and then my, my, my friend Alicia goes, you should make sure to write down everything you wish you could have said to him or whatever. And I should have should have put it in my journal and burned the page and, you know, like some kind of cleansing ritual. And I was like, I just don't know what's going to make me feel better about it. And maybe I'm not supposed to feel better about it. Or maybe it's too soon that it happened for me to feel better about it. Like maybe I'm supposed to feel this for a moment and not ignore it or not try and push through it. Like just be okay with being upset for a little while. And that's another one of my flaws. Like sometimes I just... I move too quickly and I feel like I need to know what's going to happen before it happens because I would rather know ahead of time and make a decision rather than just sit and try and wallow in the figure it out portion. 
I feel like that's my problem. Like I just rush to the end, hoping that everything's going to be fine as a way to protect myself from situations. And sometimes it may be that I don't want to argue or sometimes it's a communication error on my end, but it's like, sometimes I'm just so tired and defeated and don't know what people want. And then I'm like, well, why am, and then I'm being told, why are you concerning yourself with what other people want? Concern yourself with what you want. And I'm like, yeah, and I do that and I feel bad. And apparently I shouldn't feel bad for doing what I want to do when I want to do it. And it's just, it's so exhausting. I'm having like so many battles in my head, which is why I'm like, like, I just want everything to be cool again. I just want everything back to the way it was and settled and everything like that. And everyone's happy and nobody's dead. Like, (laughs) but it's like, you can't think like that either because that makes no sense. Um, it's not how we do things. So, but I'm, so that's what I've been working through. I'm trying to work through how I respond to situations and how I process them and what I do and don't do and how I try to fix things or not fix things or, you know, any excuse to leave a situation behind without, you know, being left. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so that's what I'm dealing with right now. And, um, so, and another thing is that, you know, I've, I've been told that I always play it safe. I always take the safe route. I think the, the mo the craziest thing I've done was pack up and leave to move to Florida. It was like the biggest thing I've ever done. And now I'm back to being fucking demure for whatever reason and not taking risks anymore and just kind of being complacent with what things, what life gives me. And I really, I'm not that person. I'm really not. But I have to work through that and get back to who I actually am because I guess I haven't been myself in a very long time. And it's starting to show. It's being pointed out to me that I am not this person. I'm not this shy, little, complacent person. I just I was I was a loud, wild child. And I don't want to be a loud, wild child, but I want to be some version of that that makes sense in adulthood, you know? Like, you can't bring who you were from the past into your present because that person either made a lot of mistakes or it's why you've evolved and adapted in the first place. You're trying to become something else, a better version of yourself, let's just say. And every day I feel like I'm in a constant battle of trying to be a better version of myself. And then like one step away from being like, well, fuck this. And just, you know, toss everything to the side, which I don't want to do. I don't want to be that person that says, fuck it. But like it's being, it's bubbling up inside of me. And it's, it's coming. Okay. And I, again, I don't want to be that person, but people are going to make me snap soon. And I'm trying to be nice and take into account that those people are not bad people. They're just making ridiculous choices at, at other people's expenses. That's what it is. So, and that's not something I'm okay with, especially because, you know, I have a very big heart, very forgiving, and I'm a very good friend. So I just, you know, sometimes just be a good person. Like, do what's best for you. Be honest and everything like that, because that's appreciated too. But, like, also don't be a scumbag. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know, there's there's ways to go about doing things that are polite and proper and whatnot. And, and then, then, then there, there's, there's the moments where you freaking just do something because you want to. 
and then just expect to be forgiven. Like I have done those things. I've done things where I've moved in a funny manner and expect to be forgiven for those misfires. And I can't be like that. Okay. I own up to my responsibility. I just, I take accountability for myself because I know I'm not a perfect person. I'm, I'm doing stupid shit. I'm doing juvenile things and I don't want to be that person anymore. And I just have to get to a point where I am comfortable having made those mistakes and owning up to them and owning up to my character and firmly cementing who I am in this world. That's what I have to do. I can be funny every so often. I can crack jokes and whatever. And I'm pretty good at cracking jokes. A lot of people, I make a lot of people laugh, whether it be on this podcast or just general texting. And I have to put myself in a position where I go, well, how does this affect me? And if it's negative, am I going to deal with it? How am I going to deal with it? Actually, that first question is the old way of thinking and I shouldn't. It's more along the lines of how am I going to deal with this today? How is this going to, how is this going to positively or negatively affect me? And what am I going to do about it? Am I going to keep it? Am I going to squash it? What am I going to do? That's the way I am going to start viewing things from now on only because it has to make sense to me. Otherwise I'm going to keep reprocessing situations and scenarios and I, I don't have time. I don't have time to be stuck on it. Like this whole death of my friend thing, I've been stuck on it since I found out. And that's like three weeks now. (laughs) Actually, no, it's about 17 days. So almost three weeks. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. And I can't wait. I have my first therapy session tomorrow with my, uh, with my lady, my therapist, and hopefully, hopefully I get a nice unbiased opinion of things and I want to be able to process my grief and just, you know, get past it. And I think going to therapy is going to help me. Um, I, I don't think I can just rely on friends for information anymore. I think I have to go outside the box, have an unbiased opinion, have someone who's going to set me straight that doesn't know me. Because if I have a stranger's opinion and they push back at me, which is weird because if someone like that pushes back at me, I would, I would completely shut down in the past, but I need to speak to someone who is going to put me in my place, um, without, without an agenda other than to help me. Um, it's not to say that I don't appreciate my friend's help. It's not to say that I don't appreciate anybody coming to my rescue to help me with situations or hold my hand or whatever, if I'm crying or upset or something, but I need to be open and honest and seek professional help. And I did. And my first session is tomorrow morning at 10 and we'll see how it goes from there. I'm obviously going to tell you if I feel better or not, because I have paid for a month so far and, um, I'm hoping it works for the best. Um, cause I really think this is something I need because I can't keep hiding from things anymore and I have to make sense of things and I have to be able to communicate better. And I'm hoping that I get that help, that 
those are that I can communicate effectively outside of a professional space because during work I kill it all day. But like personally I am utter dog shit. <laughs> and uh I just I'm trying to come to terms with things and trying not to be upset over stuff anymore and I don't know. I just I'm upset over the wrong things. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, uh, (laughs) I'm really just trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Not that there actually is anything wrong with me. It's just, I need to know how to fix what is going on so that I can be a better person. Um, that's all. And I'm excited for it too. So we'll see how this goes. Um, let's see. Oh, also, I went and had that sugar waxing thing done. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but I had decided to try and convert to a a less painless um, form of waxing. Now, I was a big fan of European Wax Center for a very long time. I was a patron of theirs for a while, and I have been getting waxed since I was 15. Um, I am not a big fan of having hair in my lady area. And uh, I found... I found a lady in Tampa, in the Tampa area, that does sugaring, and she's one of those people who rents her own suites, so it's just her, it's not a full-on business, but it is her business. So um, I scheduled myself an appointment for a Thursday morning, which I thought was a little late because her first time, her first appointment available was 10.30. I start work at 11.30, and the drive is about 35 minutes, so I was like five minutes late for work, which is fine because I called in to cover myself. So, um, I went and I had this sugaring thing done and it was so different from an actual wax that it was so crazy. So like I said before, I used to go to European wax center all the time and I used to do the hard wax, which is you spread the wax on the area that you want the hair removed and then you pull just the wax off. Like it's not, it's not the regular waxing where they use that muslin where they put the wax down, they put the thing over it and then they pull. It's not that. So the hard wax is the strip itself is what they're actually using to pull the hairs out. So, um, so I went and I had that done. So I went and I tried this out. So I was like, this is crazy. So 1030, you think the person would be there earlier to set up her area and wait for the person in case they show up early. Me, I like to be early for things like that, especially if I have something to do immediately after. Like I was trying to get there. I got there at like 1015, 1020 hoping that she would be there, take me, and then I could leave so that I can get back to work on time and didn't have to cover my butt by calling the attendance line. And um, what you call it? So um, <laughs> so I went, and the lady was talking to me and trying to explain it to me. And I was like, cool, this is the first time I've ever had this done. And she goes, oh, you're going to love it. It's more like um, not organic. I don't know what to call it. It's a lot a lot less ingredients, a lot less harsh chemicals you're putting on in your body, whatever. So not that I'm putting this in my body, just saying. (laughs) So it's a lot less harsh on the body. And, um, I think that everybody should do sugar waxing. I think it is a blast. That is my review of it. Um, what basically happens is, you know, 
it's a different experience altogether. It is legit one piece of sugar wax that she basically rolls and rips, not rips, but like rolls and pulls the hair out. And it's just one piece the whole time. It's not her going back and forth and putting pressure on you and swiping another piece. It's one piece that she rubs all over that area and pulls, pulls back every so often to get the hairs out. And it's a weird feeling at first because you're just used to one quick motion with this. It's just little pulls, little tugs and the hairs come out. Um, so, um, yeah, so you'd look into that for sure. Um, it's actually really good. And, um, I, it's, it's really good. And I felt no pain afterwards, which I usually feel afterward with regular hard wax. And, um, surprisingly I, I came out of that and I was like, wow, Jesus, that was so, it wasn't that it was quick too. She was very fast about it, but she was very thorough. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're waxing me. You don't need to be that thorough. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's reel it in a little bit. Um, but she was, she was very good. That woman was very good. She's in Tampa. And, uh, I think I might go back to her. I already scheduled my next appointment. And, um, so she just got a new client. Oh God. So I just scratched my head and my freaking and a piece of nail polish. Like I, I did like a mini fake manicure while I was working yesterday and a piece of my nail, nail polish just cracked off. Whatever. It's probably in my hair right now. <laughs> it probably got stuck anyway. So, um, here's, here is another thing that makes me laugh. So I was talking about, I was talking with Alicia the other day about, um, guys that drive you crazy. And then say that they, that you, you were crazy in general. Like, you know how when guys say, you know, oh, that chick is crazy. Watch out for her or whatever. And it's like, what? I'm not crazy. You guys make us this way. You guys make us crazy. We're probably just doing some irrational stuff, minding our own business, dancing with our titties out or whatever, or, you know, peeing in bushes outside, you know, public indecency type shit. And you guys come along and you go, Hey, Hey, you can't do that. Come with me. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you life. And it's like, okay, but we were living life. We were living our version of life where, you know, we just chill and we hang out with our other female friends and we all pee on bushes together. Like again, doing irrational stuff together, minding our business, guys come up and they want to like, let me show you what life could really be like, or let me show you a version of life where, you know, you feel good for a little while. And then I decide that I'm done with you and walk away. And it's like, but I just wanted to pee on bushes. Okay. I just wanted to pee on bushes and mind my own business and like not have my mojo ruined by a guy just because he could, you know what I mean? Like, and this has to do with like past dating experiences. This is nothing new that I'm experienced that I've experienced recently, you know? So I, I can't understand it. That guys, not all guys, some guys are actually really good guys. Some guys just come into our lives, make us feel good for for months, years, whatever. And then they decide, you know what? I don't really know how I feel about this one anymore. But this one over here peeing on that bush looks interesting. And when I say peeing on bushes, I'm telling you on their independent women shit, 
where they're minding their own business. They're not trying to bother with anybody. And people just come out of the woodwork to just be like, I'm going to take her in because she, she doesn't need to be peeing on bushes like that. She should be doing this. It's like, really, dude? She should be doing what? Anyway, um, like she should be doing what now? Like, why does she need to be doing that? Cause you said so. She just wants to go pee on that bush and like, maybe like play with some toads or something like hanging out like flower children, just minding our own business, tending to our own gardens and stuff, which is what we really need to be doing is tending to our own gardens and not worrying about this crazy shit. Like, who even needs it? (laughs) Who even needs to be told what they should be doing? But they, they, you know, they give us that love and that attention and stuff that we feel we need to, you know, go about our day and be appreciated. And then it's like, you know, you get dropped like a bad habit and you're like, okay, well, can I go back to peeing on bushes now? Can I go back to like being that flower child that danced around with their titties out and, you know, had their period and bled everywhere, like back in the day, like just a total mess, like just a total mess that no one wanted, no one needed cleaned up. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people that nobody needed to clean up. I'm one of those people who just wanted to run free like a goddamn horse in a meadow. (laughs) And people just were like, I like that one. I'm going to take that one. And they just like, you know, put a saddle on me and take me. And then I'm now domesticated and doing whatever instead of just letting me run free Instead of letting me be a mermaid that swims with fishes, like in fucking Disney movies. Like, just let me chill. Let me figure my shit out. Let me fly and float on my own. Please don't try and, like, push agendas on me. Please don't try and, like, tell me what you think I should be doing instead. Please just let me be. Like, please just let me work on my school stuff. Let me get my master's degree. Like, you can just, you can be doing the same thing. You can follow along my, you can chill with me while I go through this journey. Or you can go and be stupid and drive me crazy and make me want to, like, throw you off the top of the Empire State Building or whatever the tallest building in Florida is. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it's just silly shit at this point. It's just silly shit. And I'm like, and I'm tired of everybody tired of everybody. And the only person I feel like I really need to respond to is me, my internal self. Like, how are we feeling today? Are we feeling sad? How long are we going to feel sad for? Are we feeling happy? Why are we feeling happy? Like, let's figure out how we can maintain this happiness. Also, can we figure out what we're going to do with this happiness and how we're going to use that potential, that potential energy to do something else. Like this coming weekend, I just want to play video games. I don't want to do anything else. Honestly, I honestly just want to sit in front of my two monitors now because yes, I bought a second monitor because I'm sick of just having one and I'm going to just chill. I'm going to chill, mind my business, maybe have a drink or two, play some video games, definitely do homework because that's going to be so, ugh. Because my work schedule sucks so much. Like, I am so zapped at the end of the day. When 8 o'clock comes, I don't want to do anything. Like, I legit tried to start doing homework yesterday at, like, 10 o'clock. Because I was playing video games and such. 
And I honestly just could not focus enough to want to do the homework. And it's a simple assignment. It's just to do my discussion post, but there's other things I need to do as well, such as my, for my case study, for my group project, like I have a group project and we were doing a case study and now we're going week by week doing other sections of it so that we can get this turned in, which again, no problem doing. It's just at that time of day, I don't want to focus on anything besides going to sleep, like shutting my eyes and going to sleep. And I don't know. So I just got to get it together and I have to figure out what I want to do. And sorry if you hear people in the background talking, but apparently my mom is home. (laughs) But, um, there's always some noise in the background, but, uh, hopefully it's minimal and you guys can't hear it that much. So essentially what I'm going to be doing is focusing on my stuff. I, I really can't fix anybody else if I am broken on the inside and I don't feel broken, but if I felt the need to seek professional help, there's something going on. Something's happened to me and I need to figure out how to fix it. That's essentially my issue, but, um, my issue to fix nobody else's except the woman I'm paying. (laughs) But, um, other than that, I think I'm okay. I'm coming to a lot of harsh realities this week and it's only Thursday. (laughs) It's not like the week has ended or anything, but, um, it frustrates me when you expect someone's behavior to be something that it isn't like they tell you information and you're like, okay, so why is it you're doing the opposite of what you're saying you're doing? Like, Like, I know that makes no sense, but if you think about it, let's just say, for example, Someone is sending you, like, this isn't happening to me, this is an example, because life. So someone wants to be friends with you, but they send you cutesy shit anyway. And it's like, let's not play this game. Let's not. Mm -mm. Let's not play this game. Like, it is what it is at the end of the day. And like I said before, just trying to come to terms with it. But, um... I don't like when people's behaviors step outside the bounds of what they're saying, when their actions and their words don't match up. It's very inconsistent and it's very confusing. And I'm just, you know, I'm just floating through it, floating right through it, floating over it. I'm not going to care. I just can't. I have to care and worry about myself. I can't really, I can't do it. I'm like, I don't have it in me. Um, but yeah, so I, I speaking of therapists, so I signed up for BetterHelp because I'm not going to an office, especially not in this time. Uh, telehealth is probably going to be better, and uh, I found a counselor on BetterHelp. BetterHelp that's going to speak with me on Friday morning, and we're going to sort through my issues and traumas and stuff and see what we can do. And like I said, it's not that I don't appreciate my friend's help. It's just that they are looking out for my best interests, but they are my people. They are my people. And, um, I love them to death. I love all my people. I love all my friends. And it's just something I need to do for myself. And if I don't feel I need it after a month, then I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing it. Stop going. Um, but I think I'm going to need it for a minute. 
because I need to figure it out, figure out what's going on with me. And my mom is whistling because she can never just come in the house and be quiet. <laughs> okay, well, now that that's stopped, mm, a lot of howling and stuff. And now it's finally quiet. There's a washing machine finished, I guess. <laughs> um, I watched The Wrong Missy again over the weekend. Oh, my God. And Clerks 2. Oh, my God, Clerks 2. I forgot about it. Um, Clerks 2 was awesome. Uh, it was my first movie I ever saw when I was... Um, my first R-rated movie I ever saw. Like, I was waiting for... It, it, okay, so this is what happened. So, you know, usually when, like, when you're 16 or 17, I forget what the age was to see your first R-rated movie, but I saw, um, Clerks 2 with my friend James Manshuffer, and it was actually really awesome. Um, he was one of my close friends at the time that, you know, one of those party people, not party people, but like, you know, if you said, hey, let's go do this, he was like down for it. So, of course, we went to go see Clerks 2, and it, it came out around my birthday. And uh, it was so exciting because, again, first R-rated movie, didn't need an adult, and it was just the two of us that went. And it was so cool. Um, I had uh, my usual popcorn and Twizzlers, like I always do. Everybody who knows me knows that that's my movie snack of choice. And uh, we went and we saw it, and I just have like such fond memories of having seen it. And... Uh, I'd seen it over the weekend and it just brought back like so many happy memories for me and it was so awesome. Um, yeah. So that movie was awesome. I love Dante and uh, Randall and the conversations they used to have were like spectacularly above a, an intellectual level of where they worked. So that's what made me laugh is that they would have these, you know, existential conversations but they worked in like a fast food place and it was just ridiculous i think my mom's watching the handmaid's tale downstairs <laughs> they just released the first three episodes of season four so that'll probably be what i'm watching later anyway um very excited for that too because i feel like we've been waiting forever especially you know season three of you hasn't come out yet so it's like um what you call it we went a whole year we went all 2020 without a season of you Right? Because it ended... Yeah, 2019 was when the last season ended, from what I remember reading. But I can't wait. And I think that chick is going to go... His chick that he moves in with, it looks like, because they move into a house in the suburbs. And she goes around killing people, too. So this is not going to be a good idea for this neighbor to get involved with Joe. So Joe better stop needing to know random women, because it just ends in a bloodbath. Um... But uh, I've always said, here's another thing, and this is how I'm going to round this out probably because I don't have much this week. Um, you ever wonder why people just... I always had an issue when when I was in my 20s that if people acted a certain way towards me, it always appeared to me as if, you know, quote unquote, the trash took itself out. And um, I've always had situations with people in which that has happened. That has been the end result. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why there's certain people out there who have to do other people dirty. Like someone I used to be friends with, um, her husband passed away and she's still the same person. Nothing about her has changed. And it's one of those things where it's like, are you ever going to grow up and come to the realization that besides the fact that you're a parent, but you have to be a parent that provides 
Like she's with someone now who can provide for her, but it's like, okay, that has nothing to do with what you've done with your life. You don't provide for your kid the way you're supposed to. And I've never understood how you could be okay with that. Maybe that's just something within me that doesn't feel that that's right. Only because, you know, I've helped raise children my whole life. Um, I just laugh because it's just so typical that this person wouldn't change, especially after her husband passed and try and do better for herself. Like she's doing the same. Like you think something like that, like becoming a widow at such a young age, because she's my age, 31. You think that her becoming a widow at that age would maybe change her a little bit. And it hasn't. And I just don't know what it would take for someone like that to change. Like she's not a stubborn person. She's just kind of like a jackass, like doesn't see any wrongdoing or any, like any potential harm she's doing to others by just staying the same, staying stagnant, like minimum wage jobs when she should be trying to do something more than that. And it's not that anyone's going to be able to push her either because her, her champ, the person in her corner has passed away. And this other guy who she's with now is just going to, you know, you've got this, you're okay, da, 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 which is fine to coddle for a little while. But the, the man's been dead for like two years. Like, I need you to like pick it up a little bit. And she hasn't. And it's just sad. Sad to me because every day I hope I'm doing better than I was the other day. Like yesterday, as they say, you know, you're only in competition with yourself. So, um, all you have to do, or you can really try and do is be a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. And if you don't feel like you were, then you should really try and figure out why that is or what it is that is keeping you from being that better person. Is it something holding you back? Is it someone holding you back? Is it fear? Um, is it you holding yourself back? It's like some days I feel like I'm holding myself back and not letting myself be at my hundred percent potential. And it just feels like there's no time. There's never any time for me to just sit down and be able to evaluate things on my end. So I'm hoping that with having this time carved out for this lady tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I can carve out some time to figure out who, who I am. Because I feel like throughout my lifetime, I knew who I was, except for the fact that, you know, it's been stripped away from me time after time by many other people because I'm giving too much of myself and not receiving enough in return. And it's probably sounds conceited or something, but you know, sometimes you have to realize that not everybody is for you. Not everybody in your lifetime is going to be for you or be in your corner or do what they say they're going to do. And you have to be either okay with it and move on from it and take away from it as a lesson or you get stuck in a spiral of going through the same emotions every day until your body finally decides to up and quit on it and you go psychologically numb to everything and cut yourself off from anything without even giving it a shot. And I think that's, you know, I need to, I'm almost at that point where everything's about to shut down and break down and everything. And I'm just going to stop caring about a lot of things that I used to care about and I'm, I'm disappearing is what it feels like. And I can't let that happen. So, um, I have to pay attention to myself essentially. And I'm trying to do it very much trying. Um, but yeah, so 
we'll see how it goes tomorrow. I'm actually very excited and very hopeful to work things out. And, uh, I will definitely keep you guys posted, obviously. And, uh, I apologize for how sloppy this podcast is becoming, but, um, I gotta get back. I gotta, you know, I don't want to put out content if it's not going to make people happy. I want to be able to make people laugh, but I also want people to know what's going on with me. So as much as it was unfair to not release a new episode to you guys last week, I needed it. I needed time. I fell behind in my studies and now I've caught back up again and we're going to get up and moving on this train and that's it. And we're going to focus on ourselves and fixing ourselves and pee on some bushes. Let's go pee on some bushes. Let's go do some public exposure indecent exposure. Let's go run around with our tits out. (laughs) All right, guys. So I love y'all and I thank you for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. All right. Love you guys. Bye.